First Fruit Sunday. First and foremost, it's a day to honour God. That's it. We are here and we're going to be praying for everybody, family by family, anointing everybody with oil, which actually is something we just really very rarely do as a church. Um, I'm not going to go through the doctrine of anointing with oil today, but you know, for us, this is the only time of the year when we really anoint people with oil. And if you put that together with prayer and praise and financial giving and honouring God, you have an opportunity for God to engage in a greater way with His people. It's not putting God's arm up around his back and saying, come on, we're going to make God do something. How many of you know we are in the dispensation of grace, which means God has actually already done everything that God needs to do. So this is not us. You know, God's not a slot machine. God's not a, oh, well, if I do this, God will do that. No, God's already done everything. What praying and fasting does is fasting puts you in tune with God. What giving financially does, whether that's our tithe or our offering, it puts us in tune with the fact that God can prosper our lives. When we lay hands on people, God can move through us and heal people. But God's already taken the sickness on the cross. So everything's already done. We're not trying to get God to do something and we're certainly not in any way here under law where we're saying, come on, God, if we do this, you've got to do that. But I also believe that there is an engagement that must take place. In uh, Genesis chapter 14, we're not going to turn there. I've got a number of Scriptures to turn to and I am going to give a full message today before we go into our first fruits offering. But Genesis 14, we find out that the high priest of God comes out and Abraham and the high priest exchanged the bread and wine. Now, for those of you who have done academy, (laughs) a little plug there, we're kicking off again tomorrow night, can't wait. But for those of you who have done academy, you know that that was the most incredible thing that could have, have happened to Abraham. It was Almighty God having a business lunch, as it were. It was having, it was having an agreement. It was, it was a new covenant that was taking place. And can I say, this is before the law. This is before the law. So this isn't anything to do with the Old Covenant or the Old Testament. This was right at the beginning of God uh, planning to bring His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And they have the bread and the wine together. And God declares Abraham to be possessor of heaven and earth. And Abraham says, I've raised my hand to God. I'm a covenant partner with God. And how many of you know today, if you've said yes to Jesus Christ, you've raised your hand to God. I'm not talking about just we lift our hands in worship. As as an act of faith, you've said, God, my life belongs to you and your life, all of it belongs to me. We're in a relationship here. We're partners together. And then somebody came up to him and said, you know what, why don't I help, 
help your provision here. And Abraham was so excited about what had just happened. He said, listen, I've got a covenant with God. No one is ever gonna get, there isn't gonna be anybody who gets the glory out of my life, but Almighty God. Let no one ever say that He's my provider or He's my provider or He's my, God is my provider. No one's going to get the glory. And today we want to make sure we're giving the glory firmly to Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, to God Almighty and to the Holy Spirit of God. We're giving the glory to God. Can I say He is your healer? Thank God for doctors and nurses. We got doctors and nurses in the church. And dear God, we want more because God is in the healing business, whether that's through an operation or whether that's through a a tablet or whether that's through chemotherapy or whether that's divinely by the power of God. God is in the healing business. But no matter how you receive your healing, let's make sure we give glory to God every time, church, every time. Thank God for the job that you have. Thank God for the employment that you have. Thank God for the fact that you get a salary perhaps or you're self-employed or you're on a pension or whatever it is. Thank God for the fact that you bought some shares and they made you thousands of pounds. Thank God for all of that and that's all great. But can I say, make sure you give glory to God because the bank is not your provider. Your employer is not your provider. Come on. Jesus Christ is your provider. And today we're honouring God over everything that we do. As a church, we're here as one family, as one body, as one bride, as one army, as one temple with a passion for God. And I really believe with everything on the inside of me that this is a year of greater glory. What God wants to do in and through His body in the world today is to show Jesus off to the world. He wants to reveal Christ. And how does He do that? through our love, through our faith, through our personality, through our character, through the grace of God. It's not through the fact that we're just nice people. It's through the fact that we are Christian people. That we display Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And I believe with all of my heart as we gather together today and as we honour God, and it is a financial offering today, but as we honour God as a church on purpose at the very start of this year, You know what? God wants to do far abundantly above all we can ever ask or imagine. And right at the start of this service, I'm gonna ask you and I'm I'm gonna release right now that we lift our faith from on the floor to on the ceiling. That we lift our faith. That we believe God for the best. That we don't just wanna drag through life. We wanna fly through life. The Bible says those who wait on the Lord and those who trust in God will mount up with wings as an eagle. They will soar in the high places of the earth. There is a better life than, than crash and burn and miracle and crash and burn and miracle and crash and burn and miracle. There is a better life. It's called the abundant life of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says when you put your faith and your trust in God, it says He calls you up into the higher life. And I want to encourage you today to believe God for the higher life. For some people here today, that's your marriage going into a better place. Now, please don't think that just because we anoint with oil and lay hands on you, everything's going to turn around in a second. Actually, the Bible says husbands and wives love each other. Hello? An anointing doesn't make you a more loving person. A decision makes you a more loving person. 
Hello? Come on, I'm preaching better than you're responding right now. (laughs) There is no prayer to get rid of laziness. It's not a spirit. (laughs) It's a dysfunctional lifestyle. So as we lay hands on people and pray, some people are believing God for new jobs. Can I say, get out of bed? Get out of bed. Apply for jobs. A story I heard, this guy couldn't get a job, true story, couldn't get a job. So he just turned up at this, at this factory and said, um, you know, have you got any jobs? They said no. And so he sort of was on his way out the door and he saw some mess on the floor. And so he got a broom and just started to clear it up. Wasn't employed, just didn't get a job. Hello? <laughs> just started to sweep up the warehouse. And... He stayed all day doing that. <laughs> just, just went around clearing up. He did that day after day. This went on for weeks. He'd turn up at nine o'clock in the morning or whatever time it was and clear up all day and, and sweep up and tidy the place up. And then a few weeks later, he didn't come in one day and he got a phone call. <laughs> uh, where are you? Where are you? And he said, well, I was... I was a bit tired, I thought I'd have the day off. And they said, oh, can, can you come back in? We need you. And uh, uh, how about we talk about a contract here? See, God can move, but we need to walk. Walk by faith and not by sight. However, God is also the God of the supernatural and God will do what only God can do. You do what only you can do and God will do what only God can do. And the two together means the higher life means the higher life. Just got some scripture here, some incredible, incredible verses here. Genesis chapter 28, verses 12 to 22. He had a dream. This is speaking about uh, Jacob. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway on earth with its top in heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. I'm very aware that today, and you may, may find this a bit spacey, but the angels will be involved today. God's Word clearly says that there are angels who are sent forth to help and to work on our behalf. Again, this is not a day for a load of doctrine and a load of explanation on some of these things. It's like, wow, really? Angels? Yeah, angels. Angels can open doors for you. Even the Lord Jesus Christ had the help of angels. In fact, every significant person in the Bible had the help of angels. Angels going up and down and we're sending and descending and there above it stood the Lord. And He said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and Isaac and I give you and your descendants the land in which you are lying. Lay hold of this today, church. God has got land for you. God has got land for me. God has got land for us. In fact, just, um, have we got those photographs? Tim or somebody, I've just, they're four photographs. I'll come back to this. I, I, in the praise and worship, I just grabbed Tim and said, Tim, can you find some four photographs that we showed at the prayer meeting on, on um, Monday night, just talking about land here. Have we got those? Thumbs up, thumbs up. Okay, first one. Okay, we need to take the words off. This is the uh, first church property that we're submitting planning for in the next few days. Wow, wow. Purpose built. Purpose built. This is the first one, but this is the one we don't want. No, I, you know, I need to be careful. 
This is awesome. We've spent a year getting to this place. All the reports, you have no idea. Report after report. And every time you say, how much is that report? They say, oh, that'll be £4,250 plus that. So basically five, five grand a report. We've had about 10 reports. Um, that's everything from, from, um, from energy reports to uh, contamination reports to... Uh, traffic reports, to parking reports, you, you name it, all the reports. That's great. And this is for every, every application we're putting in. Wow. So this is the first one. Second one is now, this is not right because I don't like it. All right. But it gives you an idea of, of the apartments we're going to build on this site. So this is exciting. Um, just amazing. That'll be about 50 apartments. It'll be a build of about, it'll cost us to build that about seven and it'll sell for about 20. Do your maths. Just awesome. So that's exciting. What's the next one, please? This is the student accommodation that we're going to build. This is the challenging one, but hey, we're up for challenges. Amen. We're up for... God doing what only God can do. So this is, again, this is not right. It, it is different. We're taking off the bit there and the third level step back. So it's not quite right. But that gives you an idea. That'll be about 40 uh, to 42 apartments. Uh, sorry, student rooms. That'll be fantastic. That's just round at number two, where our kids' church is. And then the fourth application that we currently have in. Again, this is only a sketch. We're at the very early days, but I've just signed this week um, all the papers for us to go to the next level of us applying for this. This is an incredible opportunity for us. This is four acres of land just round the corner from here. Everyone's saying, where's the new church going to be? Can I say, because everyone's getting worried, do we have to move to like uh, Hamel Hampstead? No, you don't. All right. This is all here. This is within a mile of this building, both um, you know, sites. This is our territory, guys. I know we're gonna plant across London, we're gonna have new campuses and churches growing and spreading, but, but it's all around here. But th th this is four acres of land. Wouldn't it be great to all just pile out and have your kids play in your own park? That's awesome. So this is exciting. Again, we have um, some pretty significant uh, challenges for this. Absolutely we do. But how many of you know, when you go for something big, you face big giants? But we take heads off giants. So that's what we do. So if this did not happen, and I'm fully convinced it will, but if it didn't, we have the other site that we are putting planning in for as well. So, and that's a foregone conclusion. So this is exciting stuff. I say all that to say this. I am the Lord God of your father Abraham and Isaac. I give to you and your descendants the land on which you're lying. He was lying down asleep. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and spread out to the west and the east, north and south. All the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. Can you see that's always God's plan? That people are blessed through God's people. God never, ever thought that He would bless His people and that was the end of the flow. The flow is always this, He will bless His people in order that they can be a blessing. That's, that's always the point. And sadly, so often we've had situations where the body of Christ has just said, oh God, bless me, bless me. Now the fact is we are already blessed. But they said, oh God, bless me, bless me. And when we get blessed, we get comfortable and happy. No, that's the time to start being generous. Generous. 
In fact, you start being generous before. And that's the journey through. But, but God has always had His heart on the fact that He loves people that don't know Him. He wants to do good to people that don't know Him. God just, He, he doesn't just want to heal the church. He wants to heal the world. He doesn't just want the church to prosper. He wants the world to prosper, but not in a way where money is their idol. We have opportunities on a daily basis to be a blessing. And I want to lift our expectation for this year to be a year where we do even more. Where we do even more. I've just been up at Aberdeen last Sunday. Wasn't Pastor Mike Murphy here, awesome, last Sunday. He's just one of my close friends and, and just a real joy to be around him and his lovely wife, Valerie. And, and he just couldn't speak highly, you know, just um, high enough of, of just the spirit that is in this place. But as, as I was up at, at Aberdeen, I received their first fruit offering last Sunday and it was just such an honour to pray with people. And I go back every year. I've been doing it there for probably 10 or 12 years now, or about eight or 10 years, I think, and um, laying hands on people. And it's just so good to hear the testimonies year on year where people, you know, say now, you know, I've increased from last year. I've moved on from last year. And, um, and I was speaking to Pastor Kevin and they're, and they're stepping out uh, for this year. They're going to buy their first house to accept um, abused young girls. Perhaps they've come out of uh, trafficking. Perhaps they are pregnant from a rape and they just need to get away. I mean, all sorts of, you know, just, just real soul-destroying stories. And they're buying their first house this year to step out in partnership with Pastor Dave Gilpin. A lot of you will know Pastor Dave. They've rescued over 3,000 women in the last few years. 3,000 women. Just awesome. In this nation. Pastor Dave and Jenny were honoured up at number 10 Downing Street last year because of the work that they're doing in this country. So just very, very exciting things. Well, hey guys, Citygate, we're not just here for ourselves. We're here to turn this world upside down and to bless and to love and to demonstrate the love of God in the lives of the people around us. <laughs> And he says this in verse 16, when Jacob got up, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't aware of it. And he was afraid and he said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. The church is the entrance point into heaven, into the heavenly life, into the kingdom of heaven on earth. Jesus said, the kingdom is around you, but the kingdom of God is gonna be on the inside of you. The kingdom is inside the church. It's not a place we're going to. Oh, one day I'm gonna to go to heaven. Well, of course, there is a, a certain uh, truth about that, but it's more than that. It's a, it's a kingdom that we live in now. And the kingdom of God is a very powerful, a very powerful place. The church is the gateway to the kingdom of heaven. Early next morning, it says he took a stone that he had had under his head. He set it up as a pillar and he poured oil upon it. And he called that place 
Bethel, which means the house of God. Verse 20, then he made a vow saying, if God will be with me all the way through the journey, I'm taking, give me food to eat, clothes to wear, that I return safely to my father's house, then the Lord will be my God. And this stone that I've set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that I give, that He gives me, I will give you a tenth. Today's not a day to get tithing straight, but in some ways it is a, a day to get tithing straight. This is before the law. This isn't anything to do with you must tithe. This is to do with, hey, I'm in the house of God. I'm going to honour God. And it's absolutely scriptural for a Christian to tithe. It's absolutely absolutely scriptural. This is not law. This is not passed away with the Old Testament. This is before the, co the Old Covenant. This is before the Exodus. This is before the laws and the tablets of stone. This is relationship with God that says, God, I'm going to honour you. God, I'm going to worship you. God, you mean everything to me. God, I'm going to pour oil on this. God, this is the house of God. God, this is the gateway to heaven. I'm going to live for you. You'll be my God of everything that you provide for me. A tenth just goes straight back. Abraham did the same thing. This is not a religious Old uh, Testament thing. This is a starting point for the church. And I'm aware, obviously, when you first get into church and you, you, know, you first become part of it, well, hey, everything's a journey. Everything's a growth. Just get into you know, some kind of structured giving month on month. But hey, God's plan for His church has always been the tithe. Has always been the tithe. But can I say the tithe does not, does not, hear the word not, does not open the windows of heaven for the church. We're already in heaven. Yeah. Under the law, it opened the windows of heaven. Under grace, we're already in heaven. <laughs> we're already in the place of the blessing. What does the tithe do? It connects us with God. It is a covenant connector. There has always been a partnership between what man offers to God and what God offers to man. Grace just means that God's done His part first. <laughs> Offerings in the Bible, just give some information for a few minutes. There are six categories of giving in the Bible for the church. Number one is tithes, I've already mentioned that. Number two is first fruits, which is what we are here to do uh, today. The Bible says, honour the Lord with your substance and the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled and your vats will overflow with new wine. And, and as a church and as a, a society here, we're not farmers. So we don't have a harvest in whenever it is September or, you know, etc. We have a salary and we have our, our salary packet in January, February, March, or perhaps you have it every week, or perhaps you're self-employed and it comes a little bit sort of now and again. But either way, this is the first of the year for us, which is why we do our first fruit offering at the beginning of February after we've all received our first, our first salary packet, our first harvest of the year. 
So that's the second way of giving. The third way is scriptural and it's in praise and prayer. And again, this is all the way through the Bible, from Genesis all the way through. And I'll give you an example. Acts chapter 10, we've got this scripture. Acts chapter 10, verses one to four. There was a certain man. This is in the New Testament, yeah? Um, There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion. From the Italian, or Italians, I love it when I just identify with the Italians. I'm sure his name was Melfi, but anyway. (laughs) It was Cornelius Melfi um, of the Italian band, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave to the poor generously to the people, gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always, praying and giving, praying and giving. About the ninth hour, three o'clock in the afternoon of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming. See angels again? Angels, hello? An angel of God came and said to him, Cornelius Melfi. (laughs) And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and your giving have come up as a memorial before God. One of the most incredible passages in the Bible. A memorial is a statue. And it actually says, if you read um, down in verse 30 as well, it's there as well. It says, your giving and your praying together have built a statue in the presence of God. God couldn't see past His throne. He was sort of, because this memorial was built. We have one on the roundabout outside, a memorial to all those who have given their lives in the two world wars. Just outside, that is a memorial. You can't ignore it. You drive into this town and you are faced with that memorial. There are memorials all over the world. What do they do? Remind you of, of something that has happened. Remind you of what you need to do or remind you of what has been done. And they always speak of honour. Hello? They always speak of honour. He said, your prayer and your giving have come up as a memorial statue before God. So God sent an angel and God moved and He opened the door to the Gentiles. Because one man prayed and gave. Now we know that was on the heart of God. But can you see God still needed a man? Come on guys, God still needed a man. God still needed somebody, male or female. For God to open a door, God needs a man. For God to open a door, God needs a man. For God to open a door, God needs a praying and giving man. Hello? This is New Testament. This isn't old law. This is New Testament. So that's the third category of giving in praise and prayer. Number four, we give to our family. The Bible says, if your family is in need and you don't provide, you're worse than an infidel. It's just it. You supply the needs of your own family. Now I know how, you know, how far does family go? Well, I'm really blessed. <laughs> I've got no cousins. <laughs> my mum was an only child and my dad's brother never married and had children. So it's me and my brother. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it's great. For you people with like, my nan... My nan, who was born in 1904, 1901, 1902, 34, she's not around now. 
she, um, obviously, she, um, she was one of 18 brothers and sisters. <laughs> if you're one of those, you need the abundance of God. Amen? You need it because you need to be supplying for your family. Now, that doesn't mean to say that they don't have to get off their backside and do something. Hello? Yeah? But come on, compassion works in the family. <laughs> Number five, we give to the poor. We give to the poor. This is commanded in Scripture. Commanded in Scripture. And there, you know, for each of these, there's a result. There's a promise. When you tithe, it's your covenant connector. As you give your first fruits, barns filled, vats overflowing. As you give in praise and prayer, a memorial is built and God breaks through. A very, very, very powerful offering. Um, as you give to your family, you can actually believe God for the salvation of God to sweep through your family. Sweep through your family. If you're believing God for your husband, your wife, your daughters, your, your cousins, your whatever to get saved, start sowing some seed. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. It will give you access in to reveal Jesus into your family. Number five was giving to the poor. What happens when you give to the poor? There's a whole load of Scriptures that tells you what happens. The Bible says when you give to the poor, God will sustain you in sickness. When you give to the poor, so many things happen when you give to the poor. Do your own study on that. I've actually deleted all of my, because I've got so much to say, I thought I'm taking out all of this because we'll be here till four o'clock in the afternoon. Number uh, uh, six here is you give to the Gospel. You give to the Gospel. Number one, you give to the general Gospel. So you partner with the church. You give to a guest speaker, you give into, into uh, you know, a new home for abused girls. You, that's, you are giving to the Gospel. And that's in a general way. And you know, church, we have tithes and we have offerings on a Sunday. That is us um, giving into the Gospel. And the Bible says, when you give for my sake and for the Gospel's sake, you will receive a hundredfold return. Now, I'm not going to get my calculator out and start saying, well, I'm believing God for £22,000, so that means I'm going to give 220. Now, personally, that's how I work because that's where my faith is, but that's just between me and God. You can do whatever you want to do because God's not up there with a calculator going, not quite enough, I'm not providing. No, because I'll get on to how we're supposed to give, not under compulsion. Give what you decide in your heart. Give, give with a cheerful spirit. It's not like with a calculator. Hello? It's not a slot machine. I gave a pound, I want a hundred back. No, it's the hundredfold return is the fullness of what God wants to do. Hello? Okay. If you're a guest here today, can I just say, we're talking about money today. All right, and I know perhaps you've never been in a church like ours before anyway, and perhaps you're now, you, you know, this has confirmed all your worst nightmares. All I want is my money. No, we want you to get more money. We want you to be blessed. Okay, we want you to be blessed. We don't want this world to live under all the stress and the pressure, and we found out that God is our provider. That's what we found out. But today is a very, very special day. It happens once a year. So, you know, if you are a guest here today, we're thrilled you're here. You've come on that one Sunday. 
We have a couple here today who came first last Sunday. This is their year's anniversary. They came first. I think yeah, Daywin and is that you guys, isn't it? Awesome. So they came back. It's awesome. And now they're in the dream team and serving and they're just awesome. Fantastic couple. What would we do without you? Awesome. So giving to the, sorry, giving to the gospel, there's the general gospel, but then there's also you partner on purpose because you want to partner with the grace that is upon that, that church or that person or that thing. So I've partnered for years with certain individuals outside the church because I want the grace that's on their life. If that's what's on them, I want it. How can I partner with it? Financially, that means I get the grace. I get the grace. So that's the six ways of giving. The attitude in an offering, very, very, very important as we have today. This is going to explode. We haven't, you know, we've decided or we did our sums. We sort of added up every family unit, about 180 family units in the church here today. And if you have nine people praying, and if everyone has three minutes per person, we don't have a timer. We're not doing that, but I'm just getting in my head. Three minutes, it's not a long time, guys. So, you know, please don't give us your life story when you come up. Three minutes per person, nine people, that's an hour and a quarter praying. Okay? Hour and a quarter praying. We used to do it with four of us. We didn't have 180 family units then, but it did used to take two and a half hours. Thank God the old has gone and the new has come. But the attitude in this offering as we start giving today, really, really important. Number one, give what you decide in your heart. On every chair, there's the piece of paper. We're all going to fill those out together in just a couple of minutes' time. So if you're already you know, filling it out, please can I talk you through it? Because every year... It doesn't make sense. So we need to, uh, you know, to all fill those out together as we come. But give what you decide in your heart. You know, for the last couple of years, Sharon and I have given a certain amount. And, um, and as we thought about it again, Sharon said, how much are we giving this year? So this is some time ago. And she said, because I just really think we need to give more this year. And I'd already decided that, not that I make the decision. This would be an agreed thing because it's our first fruit. And we got the same number. And I would encourage you to get a number. Now, if God doesn't give you a number, that means He's, he's saying, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What decision are you going to make? And I want to encourage us today to, to have a firm resolve on the inside that says, this is what I'm going to give and this is what I'm believing for. I'm going to give as purposed in my heart. The heart is where everything works from. The heart is where faith operates. The heart is where honour comes from. The heart is where expectation pours out from. The heart is where compassion flows from. The heart is where joy and worship comes from. The heart is the most important thing in all of this. Your head is going to say, well, what is this, that and the other. What does your heart say today? What does your heart say today? How are we going to honour God today from our heart? What does that mean to you? What does it mean to honour God, to treat Him as precious, to treat Him as valuable and rare? 
For one lady, she broke the alabaster bar, uh, uh, vase and she poured it out and that was her dowry and that was, that was her pension, that was her life savings. For somebody else, it was the, it was the two copper coins. Hello? God's not um, seeing today how many zeros there are on it. He's seeing the attitude of the heart. Hello? What does it mean to honour God? How would you honour God today? Number two, be cheerful. Do not give it grudgingly. Be happy. Oh God, I'm loving giving everything away. <laughs> I'm loving this generosity. I'm loving this, this service. I'm loving the fact that breakthrough's coming. I'm excited about this. Put a smile on your face. We're gonna have an extreme time of praise and worship and absolutely go for it in just a few minutes time. We got all my favourite songs. <laughs> it's just great. I love it. Ben said, you know, do you want me to do the song? He says, no, no, I didn't say, I said, no, I'll do it. <laughs> it's the short list of all the songs we sing today, but that's great. So be cheerful. As we go through, as everybody's being prayed for, the line will come down here. The stewards will help you and stewards will go around the room. And when your section comes up, your children will be brought up to you not as a mass, so we've got loads of children, you know, sort of row by row, section by section. Uh, we're, we're really good at this. We're, I thank God for my outstanding stewards who just make a, an outstanding job of this. And so people are gonna come up here and they'll come up and they'll go to one of the stations. Please don't wait to be pointed. If you see one come free, go for it. Yeah, when, you, when it's your turn in the line. Yeah? Um, and then afterwards, you'll come off the platform, you'll go down this aisle and you'll go back to your seat with your children. They do not, amen. They do not go back down to kids' church. Okay, they, they stay with you for the remainder of the service. And all the way through the whole thing, we have an almighty praise time. And number three, give in faith. Give in faith. Which means give believing you have received your breakthrough. Give believing you have received. This is not a hope offering. This is a faith offering. This is not a, oh God, if you don't move, it's all gonna fall apart. This is a God, I'm believing for, for barns filled and vats overflowing. I believe it, I received my new job. I believe I received my breakthrough. I believe I received my healing. I believe I received my restored family. I believe I received my, my family born again. I believe I received this church, barns filled, vats overflowing. I believe I received 50 small groups starting this year. I believe I receive young people coming to Christ. I believe I receive seeing people healed and delivered and set free. I believe it, I receive it in Jesus' Name.